upon a time there was a child in my place But now he's gone, now he's gone And once upon a time there was a smile on my face But now it's gone, now it's gone I used to like to laugh and giggle all day Oh, how people love little old me And all of a sudden I wasn't very pleased with the world With the world And all of a sudden I was loving but it didn't seem to work Seemed to work And the big bad wolf got the best of me Like getting chewed up was my destiny And maybe somewhere beneath the mess that I've made of myself There's a good man Maybe there's a good man Maybe somewhere beneath the crap that I've got on my back There's a good man Maybe there's a good Welcome to another episode, a brand new episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. We're on a streak. Oh man, two yeah. two weeks in a row, two, oh. and we already have a guest lined up for next week, so we're going to hit three weeks running. Man. <laughs> we don't actually post them when we record them, but we do record we, them we, now. Yeah, we do record them. Yeah. You may not hear them, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's episode will be up today, yeah. hopefully, yeah, and uh, by the time this comes up, who knows when this will be right. posted. August. It might be August. Yeah. <laughs> but someday we'll get it up. Yeah. Uh, we'll get it up. <laughs> yeah. Moving along. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> An aging joke. Um, yeah, but we're coming to you live from the from the rolling hills of the Flyby West recording studio and resort here mm-hmm. in Nolensville. Pastoral Nolensville, Tennessee. Oh man, it's yeah. pretty. Just a pretty day. Yeah. And uh, the, the the swimming pool shimmering out there just yeah. looks very inviting, doesn't it? Oh yeah, man! Yeah. Uh, next time, yeah. I think we need to fire up that barbecue. And that's a great so, idea, oh, yes. baby! That's and we're the dopes that are sitting inside. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to do a podcast out on the patio, man. Right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we got to do that. Oh, we got to find an engineer who would know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll make some phone calls. But yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm sad that the. Um, that the audience does not have a video of this. Yeah. Because I want them to see kind of this look. I see you just kind of uh, morphing there, Mondo. You, uh. look, you look just a little bit more... Uh, <laughs> how do I put this? Uh, um, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, more responsible? Yeah. yeah. More responsible and <laughs> respectable every week. Dapper. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Something. Yeah, you've got, you've, got a, you've got a collared shirt coming out of the sweater with yes. the V-neck on it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the very tightly trimmed little goatee. Yes, yeah. yes. You've had a new. You're looking sharp as dapper hell. Dapper would be a, a little dapper. Yeah, word yeah. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. dapper. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, well, you have to in certain areas of business. I right? see. I see. Since I mean, you became president of the bank, or yeah, what? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, you can't look ragged and, and people. You know, people looking at you know you know talking to you about their money. You That's know it. I mean? it. You, can't look, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't look raggedy, man. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Trying. Uh, I, I really did miss you guys last week. Where, you, uh, where were you? My, I got a last-minute invitation from my youngest son mm. to go house hunting with him in Florida. Oh, cool. He's All relocating right. from Knoxville down to Amelia Island, just north of Jacksonville. Nice. So we did the, we did the power road trip. Our guests today know about the road trip. It's, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just I'm a sucker for a road trip. Oh yeah. Give Love me them. an excuse to Love drive them, someplace. Yeah. I'm Get in, in the, the car. car. Let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and he drove and I worked because I still have to work all the time. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great time and it was even yeah. warmer down there than it is here. It was T-shirts and 
sandals. Yeah, I hear you, man. That's awesome. You found a beautiful place to live. Good. Good. Yeah, we knocked around the knocked around the 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 historic town of Amelia Island during the evenings. Had a couple of good meals. Tipped a few. It was great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So there so there are good pubs in Amelia Island. Yes, there are, and some great places to eat. Good. Yeah. There are also, uh, there's at least one bad pub in Amelia Island. But, <laughs> but well, on the some, way back... Somebody's got to be the low man on the totem pole. On the way back, on the way back, we're in, we're in some place in freaking Georgia, right? And, it's, and if we'd have looked at the map, we'd have known that we were just an hour from Macon. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. And, and we'd eaten on the way down at a place that I love. I've been there several times with Allie. Um, and it's suddenly called, oh, it's called, oh, why can I, anyway, it's right downtown, but a, a fabulous uh, pub that's got about 12 craft beers on tap, and they do these amazing custom hamburgers, hmm. uh, but we didn't look at the map, and we're hungry, and it's around lunchtime, so we pull off into the thriving metropolis of, and I hope we don't have any listeners there, Dublin, Georgia. <laughs> you would think that a place called Dublin, D- Georgia, yes, would have some good pubs. Yeah, and apparently Dublin used to be quite a place, but huh. I think the the factories have mostly shut down, and there's this little downtown that you could tell, you know, used to be something. Yeah. yeah. But there was this. But then there is. Uh, I I went to Yelp and I found an Italian place. We go downtown. There's the Italian place, and right next door is this pub. A tavern. It's got the greatest hanging wooden sign, the Stone Horse Tavern. Mm, right? It looks. So we go. Okay, ditch Italian. Yeah. We're going. We're going tavern. Right. We go inside. I'm going to drink my carbs. Thank you very much. And, and yeah. you know what? There's green ribbons hanging from the lamp posts. Okay. Yeah. There's shamrocks plant, paint, painted on the Uh-oh. downtown. I said, "This is working out great." This is Little Ireland. Yeah. This is right. cool, right? Yeah. So we go. <laughs> we go in, and uh, so Daniel first orders shepherd's pie, but they're out of shepherd's pie. Oh, all right. But it's okay. So we we're gonna go with the fish and chips, which is quite cheap. It's only like six bucks for fish and chips. But yeah. hey, all right, all right, yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Fish and chips when they arrive <laughs> is like Gorton's fish sticks, seriously, and potato chips. Well, the chips part. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. Oh. That, yeah. It was it was that's this a party. great sadness. Yeah. Oh my! Did you eat it? <laughs> and uh, Daniel. He's young and strong, and he ate his. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I didn't. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my tale of woe from last week. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't have anything that exciting. You don't, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But catch me up. What did I miss? Uh, let me see. Is your son in college yet, Newton? Uh, yeah, he's shaving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's he's. It's so awesome to see. Like he does something new every day. Yeah, and he's what four, three, three months, months now. Three months. Three months, yeah. three, uh, months three months last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like he wants to sit up, so he's sitting up, and he's working on not standing, but like learning to like hold his weight on his feet a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, he just gets more engaging, and yeah, it's 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 cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'm also learning, like the whole, like I told myself. Like, all right, there are all these things I've got to do with my kid. We're going to go to a, a baseball game. Or we're going to go to a hockey game. We're going to do all these things. Like, right. th- these stories I told myself. And so I actually bought us, without checking with Brooke, mm-hmm. bought us tickets to the Sounds game Monday. Right. 
Um, the sounds is our local our minor local league baseball minor league baseball, baseball team. team. Yeah, Barry Zito pitched. Um, Barry Zito Nashville oh, really? Sounds edition is not the Barry Zito <laughs> yeah. that was Oakland A's edition. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but he still has a wicked curveball. Okay, it was, it was nice to see it. Um, in the brand new ballpark. In a in a brand new ballpark. But Brooke, Sunday or Saturday, I forget which, decided we're not taking a three month old to a ballpark. Uh huh. Which was a good decision because it was forty degrees when the game ended, <laughs> yeah. and it was a three and a half hour game. Yeah, um, but yeah, he is he is awesome. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, we're uh, gotta go do shots today and um, medical shots. Medical shots. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're not doing shots. Jello <laughs> <laughs> shots. It's yeah, right. yeah. also something we're gonna do together. But it, we, gotta be, we gotta be clear about these things, <laughs> right? Please don't call DCS. Yeah, I know. Right, right, right. But yeah, so. Yeah, it's it's cool. I I mean I, God is smart, and we had a kid when we were supposed to have a kid. But if I'd have known it was gonna be like this, I would have gotten smarter a, a long time ago. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's cool. It's yeah, awesome. It's the beauty of parenthood, man. Yeah. You know, what? I'm glad you're getting that that fresh look at development because, uh, you know, I think over the course of our lives we kind of go through those stages several times, where you have to once again learn how to sit up. Yeah. Stand and walk. But right. Recovery is very Not much shit like that. yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah, recovery is, yeah, yeah. and often yeah. in recovery, we want to get up and you know run a marathon the first day. Yeah. We kind of put that expectation on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we panic the first time we fall down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love the way that God kind of designed babies with short legs because He knew they were going to fall down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Your legs right. don't get longer until your balance gets better. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. well, and you need a couple of people around you to help pick you up, clean you up. Absolutely. Tell you it's going to be all right. Wow. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So you're gentle with the baby. We need to be gentle with each other. That's right. As yeah. we take this great recovery journey. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the for yeah. those of you that don't have the video edition of the podcast, yeah. Nate just pointed Point. at Mondo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Talk. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Uh, had a little road trip, uh-huh. uh, un- un- unexpected, but but overall ended up being good. Went up uh, for a surgery that my mother was having. Oh, okay. Uh, had her gallbladder removed. Ooh. And uh, up in a, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. About about a month and a half ago, she was a, she had a uh, striking pain in her side. Uh, about three in the morning, uh, dad took her to emergency. Yikes. She had uh, pancre- was it pancreatitis? Is that how? It's yeah, pronounced? yeah, yeah. Pancreatitis. Yeah, titus and. Uh, had issues with that, found out, gallstones, a whole bunch of other issues. Yeah. So they kept her for about a week then. So they said, well, we're going to do surgery to, to remove one or both. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have to let the pancreas heal first. We can't go in there while it's infected. Uh-huh. So they let it heal, had a surgery last Friday. Everything worked out peachy. It was supposed to be about a three-hour surgery, ended up being an hour and a half. Nice. Uh, they just took her gallbladder, left the pancreas in. Okay. Um, so she's in recovery mode. You know, she, of course, was doped up. Pretty uh-huh, pretty yeah. heavy. Uh-huh. Uh, she that was must a, be fun. Yeah, I know. She was, she was in a lot of pain. I mean, you know, oh. we, when he came in, she was in a lot of pain. But her her threshold for pain, man, it's crazy. Like yeah. they, she said a five. Like they said one to ten. Where is it? She said a five. Yeah. They're like, Miss Vivian, that should be a ten or twelve. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. literally. Yeah. So they had a hard time gauging where her pain really was. So they kept her for an extra day. Yeah. Just to yeah. make sure, like we're not gonna send you home until we know that we yeah. got this thing under control. Because yeah. you know. You play catch up, you're not yeah. catching up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so now she's at home and she's like, you know, her nerves are coming alive now. So she's starting to feel more and more. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, she's laid up. So now so she's good. Yeah. Um, me, I, it was challenging. Not for mom. It's just some relatives. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. Man, um, I hope they're not, but kind of hope they're listening. <laughs> you know, if this were, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <You are. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got some things, things to, to say. say. Man. <laughs> There's just, you know, my brother and I are pretty even kill. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of my sisters are even kill. One of them is just emotional. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. It, she's just a trip. You yeah. know, it's like, calm down. You yeah, know? yeah. Pegging the knee. Uh, right. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, when you go around your folks and you're around family, you, you I, I see why I left. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, yeah. And certain things remind me of things in my childhood. Those triggers hit. Oh, yeah. oh baby. Yeah. Yep, yep, and, yep. That's the worst. Yeah. How about, how about, uh, about three times? Happened mm-hmm. three times. Three different things. Once, dude. So get off the road, eight hours, I walk in the house, and literally within the first minute, mm-hmm. that first trigger hit. Yeah, yeah. I almost got in the car and came back to Nashville. <laughs> wow. It yeah, was good to yeah. see y'all. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, so I just went straight to the back room, put my stuff in there, and just sat yeah. in there for a while like, oh, man. All right, man. You know, uh-huh. let me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put the skin on. It actually yeah, layer yeah. skin. So, yeah, yeah. so to go through the whole weekend or whatever, and of course, two more times it ended up happening, and just yeah, it's just like you know what, I'm I'm ready to go back. Yeah, I'm ready to go back on. You know, so uh, you know it's it's amazing though. You know, one one trigger was something that happened when I was seven. Yeah, <laughs> and I probably talk about that one day on the podcast. I, I will actually, and uh, it, it's it's amazing. I'm 38, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it just goes back to that. Isn't that vision. amazing? Dude. Yeah. It's right there. It it, go, it takes you right back. Yeah. That's like what Nate said in one of the walking lessons. And, I mean, you're 58, but you're also 57 and 56 <laughs> and 13. And, I mean, that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's right there. Yeah, with yeah, you yeah, it's always, crazy. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm just tripping out over that. Yeah. You know, once, yeah, it happened. But then, two, it's like, yeah. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it happens two more times. I'm like, hell, like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, you know, love my folks, love yeah. my family, but there's just some dynamics that yeah. I can't yeah. roll with. So I ended, I came back Sunday, been keeping up with moms, you yeah. know, and uh, so it was, it, was, it was it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. The main the main purpose is to make sure she was good. So yeah. she's fine. So, good. you know, you kind of take the, the blows while you're up there and sure. then keep it moving. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, it's kind of been road trip time then. You took, you've driven up, I've driven to Florida and yeah. back. We got a couple guys with us in the studio today. Yeah. One has made his second road trip. Yeah. Brian, back from episode 137, is back. The, the mitten of the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he's, he's brought a buddy who I've uh, known for a while only through exchanging emails and reading his stuff. And honored that he made the trip down to talk about his book. We're going to meet Rod Tucker in just a few minutes. We'll be right back here on the Pirate Mouth Podcast. We're tossing pennies in the well. Empty pockets all turn down. Happy shining, blessed are the ones who hunger. And when our poverty is plain, I'll try to
And we're back on the Pirate Monk Podcast, uh, switching it up here, doing it on the fly. We've decided <laughs> that, although we're going to, uh, uh, let me introduce Ron. Yeah, 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 first, yeah. Let's do that first. And, uh, and, ha- and invite you in on the mini-meeting. We're going to do a mini-meeting, and then we're going to talk about the book. Okay. So, uh, Ron Tucker, uh, author of a great new book called Uncovered, has uh, driven down from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Ron. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a great book. Everybody should buy (laughs) (laughs) a million copies. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Terrific, man. Uh, Yeah, really, uh, writing is all about selling, so you're on the money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Doing my best. Okay. Uh, so, Rod and Brian, you're welcome to participate in the mini-meeting if you so wish. Welcome to this mini-meeting of the Samson Society. Uh, as you may know, we are a company of Christian men. We're also natural loners who've recognized the dangers of isolation and are determined to escape them. Natural wanderers who are finding peace and prosperity at home. Natural liars who are now finding freedom in the truth. We're natural judges learning how to judge ourselves aright, and natural strong men who are experiencing God's strength as we admit our weaknesses. As Christians, we meet at other times for worship, for teaching, or for corporate prayer. Today, however, we meet to talk. Our purpose is to assist one another in our common journey. We do so by sharing honestly, out of our own personal experience, the challenges and encouragements of daily Christian living in a fallen world. Uh, We now, magically, have reached the sharing portion (laughs) of our meeting. (laughs) In sharing, we speak honestly out of our own experience. We tell the truth about ourselves, knowing that our brothers will listen to us in love and will hold whatever we say in strictest strictest confidence. confidence. Uh, We address our statements to the group as a whole rather than directing them toward any one person. As a rule, we refrain from giving advice to others or instructing them during the meeting, believing that such conversations are best reserved for private moments between friends. The suggested topic today is... Drum roll. (laughs) That's a terrible drum roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. Here it is, here it is. Focus. Focus. Uh, All right. But you're not confined to that subject. You may speak about any thing that is currently commanding your attention, the floor is now open. Hmm. Hmm. Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you aim what you hit. You hit what you Hi, aim at. Hi, Newton. Right, Hi, I'm Newton. Newton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mini meeting. Yeah. Um, you hit what you aim at. Mm. And if I, if I, I, I have found that when I focus on not being an addict and not doing addict things, I do addict things because I'm focusing on not doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to hit the tree, I shouldn't look at the tree. I should look at the road. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning that the thing for me to do is to focus on positive things, to focus on sober behavior rather than focusing on non-addictive behavior right mm-hmm. you know um yeah and i'm that's the that's the first thing i think of when i think of focus is i i hit what i aim for yeah and so if i want sobriety if i want um connection with god if i want connection with other men if i if i want 
positive things. I need to focus on the positive things, not the negative outcomes of, you know, like, well, don't go do this. Well, why don't I do positive things instead? Why don't mm-hmm. I say what, mm-hmm. what is, what is sober life look like? Mm-hmm. Not what does non addict life look like? Yeah. That's good. Um, and that's, I, I say that, but it's trite. If I don't say that's hard, mm-hmm. you know, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to keep the positive things in front of me. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to make good choices, not, not make bad choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the double negative works there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what, that's what focus is to me. Um, at least as it relates to recovery and being a, a whole person. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are all sorts of other things about focus that I can't focus on at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what comes to mind uh, or came to mind when you said focus. So um, that's that. I'm Newton. Thanks, Thanks Newton. Newton. Thanks. Thanks. I'm Mondo. Hey, hey Mondo. Um, <clears throat> focus for for me as of as of uh, the last few months. Um, let me, let me back that up a little bit. I, if I don't focus and plan and try to have uh, some sort of time management, I will get into trouble mm-hmm. um, because I'm just kind of wandering thing to thing and you end up falling into something you shouldn't be falling into because I'm just kind of moment to moment, it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really trying to, um, one, be focused in the morning with just my my you know the christian term my quiet time you know mm-hmm. uh just sit on my porch and just sit as i mentioned last week yeah just, mm-hmm. i just i've just been sitting mm-hmm. um do i read every now and then mainly just sit mm-hmm. and listen and sit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and focus on my being and my creator and yeah um, I just I happen to have a good a great view off my front porch, so I just, to me it's just I, when I look at it I'm like oh my gosh, you know and I, and for me that's a sense of focus that's intentional time of focusing mm-hmm. on the time, yeah. and so and I've noticed that um, because I've been intentional with you know hour to hour event mm-hmm. to event, it has give, given me a sense of peace and I'm not as worried about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know, that the worry of, oh, what's going to happen at 3 o'clock? What's going to happen at 11? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, that, that attentionality has, has kept me steady mm-hmm. and, and has kept me um, with a sense of, of peace. I sat with a friend yesterday, and he, he affirmed that in me and, and, and saw that he confirmed it for me. It, it felt good. He said, man, this is, a, this is a different vibe on you, man. You just seem, like, steady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And not all over the place, hmm. and I'm a I'm a creative person, so that tends to be a trait of creative people. Mm-hmm. You can tend to be all over the place because your mind's creating things, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I've got to calm it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got to calm it down because I can create some great things and create some bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. And so, hmm. um, so yeah, so focus for me has really been just trying to dial it in, um, to, and not necessarily you know focusing on staying away from bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But just you know, plan my day. You know, just I'm trying to be simple with it. Just yeah, you know, my my quiet time, my you know, time with my family. You know, 
work stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming here, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Just trying to have uh, some targets. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not really looking at the week. I'm more looking at, let's look at the next 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because a lot of times, well, I've used to do that. Man, Friday, well, I'm like, today's Monday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen at 6, but I'm worried about, three, you know, 3 o'clock on Friday. Like, mm-hmm. I'm worried about today now. Yeah. That's good. Um, just step by step, and uh, it's really helped me. So uh, that's focus for me, guys. Thanks, Thanks Mondo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm Rod. Hey, hey, Rod. hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. Focus. This is awesome, by the way. I need it in my life. I think I'm learning everything I do. The clarity of focus for me comes in, in the truth that everything I do is either motivated by fear or love. Mm-hmm. And fear of failure, fear of being overwhelmed, fear of anxiety gripping my stomach so I can't roll out of bed um, causes me to just completely lose that clarity. Mm-hmm. And if I operate out of that fear, I just spend my day trying to escape it. However, However, it, it could be a number of things. It could be a phone app. It could be porn. It could be sitting, staring at the wall. It could be sleeping. Um, but arriving at that clarity that I have the opportunity to do things out of love and kind of not stare in the mirror anymore. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. How do I escape the things that are wrong with me? And... Uh, how are the things that I'm doing affecting people? How, how are the things that I'm doing loving people? When I'm in that zone, it's like, um, it's like I'm on the basketball court and I'm on fire. It's, mm-hmm. like I'm, it's like everything that I'm doing, I'm seeking to encourage people. I'm seeking to bless people. I'm seeking to make people feel noticed and encouraged. I'm seeking to just cause people to see that they matter in this universe mm-hmm. <laughs> and that and that they uh they're worthy of someone looking at them or God seeing them. If I don't have that focus, if I don't have that clarity, I think it it just causes me to escape and so I'm either doing things out of fear or love. Um mm. I'm always either doing things out of fear or love. Mm. And that's just me. And so the balance is uh, I can't wallow in the mirror. I can't stare there or I will, I will spend my day escaping, my entire day escaping. Mm-hmm. And then the next day trying to escape the things that I use to escape mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's, that's the clarity of focus for me. And that's been, my, that's been a pretty recent epiphany. It's been good to dive into and to be honest with my brothers about because they can, they can help me ask that question: Is this yeah. out of love or is this out of fear, Rod? Yeah. So, yeah, focus for me is is that. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Rod. Rod. Thanks, Rod. Well, I'm Brian. Hey, hey Brian. Brian. Uh, when Nate said the word focus, it took about point zero two eight seconds for me to hear the word perfectionism, <laughs> and. Uh, because that's what focus means. It means you are you are so uh, motivated towards a goal that 
there is no other way to, to live but to achieve it. You have to because I'm focused, so shouldn't mm-hmm. I be able to achieve this? And so, um, and I've realized that uh, the focus of my life um, for so long, even in, you know, sixth year of recovery next month is to not do a behavior Mm -hmm. and if i can just not do this and so as you know from my previous podcast i have tried every single thing you can think of to not do things (laughs) crazy things um and uh nothing and and that uh those things don't work yeah um Mm -hmm. but what works is is just taking the focus off of myself off of the behavior and letting other people into my life and letting um, let, letting myself be truly known. And because it seems like a tiring life to just try not to do something yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that focus is on, on what Jesus did and how he ran as fast as he could from heaven to save me. And the more that I can realize that, the more freeing that I that I become to because the freedom is already mine. We are already as free as as we will be. We are seated mm-hmm. with God, you know. But at the same time, there is level different levels of freedom and healing on earth that we can experience. And and I realize too, the more that I focus on myself, the more in my mind I tell others to focus on mm-hmm. their selves. Well, I'm doing mm-hmm. this. You should be doing it too. Yeah. And I make myself crazy. And then I just go and do the things yeah. that I didn't want to do. Right. And in a moments of severe, you know, judgment and harshness in my mind, I can go, it can take me 60 seconds and I'm doing the behavior I didn't want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at porn. I'm cruising yeah. TV shows. It's, and how did this happen? Well, it happened because you were so puffed up and prideful <laughs> that, you know, um, and so, but, I've just really enjoyed this this uh, a season for a few months of of um, stepping of humility yeah. of, of humbleness and uh, mm-hmm. so to me my focus these days is on is on being humble yeah and um, and maybe that seems like a prideful thing to say but I mean I just I just want it to not be about me that's, um, that's good. so thanks guys it's really good mm. thanks Brian thanks Brian. Thank you I'm Nate hey Nate, hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. Well, I really needed this sharing. Uh, I needed, I guess, put my focus back on where it was. I appreciate. I really appreciate the um, everybody sharing, especially around positive sobriety. That phrase from the big book comes back. We began practicing a positive sobriety, taking mm-hmm. the actions actions of love to improve our relations with others. Um, and I remember years ago a sponsor introducing me to what he called the positive sobriety index which I used for a while and somehow abandoned uh, but they said you know because I always wanted to do my check-in with my grade of what I hadn't done the day before mm-hmm. right and he said okay what what does a balanced life look like well uh, let me see it's spending quality time with my family it's having a meaningful interaction with other people during the course of the day means taking care of myself physically, eating well. So we kind of listed some areas for kind of healthy life. And he said, kind of at the end of each day, just give yourself a score from 1 to 10. Just track it. Try not to judge yourself. Just track how you're doing on positive sobriety. And, you know, that was helpful. I have no idea why I abandoned doing that. <laughs> uh, but I do know that right now I've kind of fallen into this season of life where I'd, suddenly I'm just so frantically busy. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, uh, even in the last couple of weeks, there have probably been only, I think I've only sat down to do my morning journaling and writing. I think I've only done it twice in the last two weeks. Hmm. I've gotten up and hit work right away or cruised straight into my first conversation. Now, I'm grateful that I have enough healthy relationships that set up good uh, conversations with other fellows early in the morning that I'm not as insane as I used to be. Those those conversations, and I almost every morning I ha- at the big top of the day, I go for a walk with a guy and have a conversation that helps calibrate me. Hmm. But that in itself is not uh, an adequate substitute for sitting down myself hmm. uh, before the page and before the Lord, before myself, just to sit and think and look and uh, you know, take, take stock of where I am. And uh, so those positive sobriety things, if I had to give myself a square right now, it would kind of suck. <laughs> it would. I haven't been to the gym in weeks. Uh, Allie and I made kind of a fresh resolution a couple days ago. Hey, we got to straighten out this eating thing because it's sliding. It's <laughs> sliding. Uh, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful for the share. Uh, I need to uh, put my focus back where it belongs. I'm Nate. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Thank you. All right, we'll be back uh, for more of a conversation with Rod Tucker here on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Back on the podcast, we're always honored when a guy uh, makes the effort mm-hmm. to actually come into the studio. We understand not everybody can. This is not to slam our guests who join us by Skype. I think we're going to have a Skype guest next week. Was going to drive up, can't do it, so we will do that connection. Okay. But we are taking a dig at Aaron, uh, who right, Skypes yeah. in every week. <laughs> That's right, instead of driving in right. from California. California. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, today he had something come up. I don't know. Something more important than the podcast. Right, yeah. I can't imagine what that would possibly be. Yeah. I get his share of the pay today. Okay, good. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Dibs. But it isn't often that a guy will uh, will will drive eight and a half hours to get here. But mm-hmm. Rod's done it and brought his uh, brought his friend Brian with him. Drove down from Kalamazoo. Yes, sir. Okay. Snowed up there this morning. Shut oh, up. Oh, really? really? Sucks. Yeah. Really? I hate uh, snow. Uh-huh. Me too. I'm, bro, I'm right there with you. <laughs> might be, you might be in the wrong state. I might be <laughs> in the wrong part of the nation. <laughs> My gosh. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I'll open with this question. What keeps you in Michigan? 
My wife and I love Kalamazoo. We adopted our son a year ago there. Okay. He's six years old, and his biological family is in Kalamazoo. Huh. Okay. And okay. we both work at the same church called the River. Okay. And we love it there. Okay. Great. Okay. We hate the weather. Absolutely <laughs> no, hate. Yeah. Hate no, I'm the yeah, weather. I'm, I'm with if you. I can say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But yes, we, 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 we love we love Nobody's our listening. jobs. Nobody's listening anyways, <laughs> right? And any of my friends that heard I was on it, they're not listening. Anyway, so, yeah, they, yeah, we, we love the church, and um, it's a very transparent place. It's a free place, mm. and uh, it's very rare that you find a place like that. Yes, um, in the church. Yeah, and it's very rare that uh, you find a lead pastor or a boss who would live transparently with you and give you the freedom to do that back. Yeah, and so yeah, we cool. we love it. We wouldn't we wouldn't want to be. A, in a different community or helping people reach that level of transparency. Yeah. And on top of that, like I said, our son is is just recently adopted and he uh yeah. his family lives around there, his biological family. And yeah. so we don't we're not ready to just rip him up and sure. uh, run yeah. to California. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although if I could switch the weather <laughs> I would yeah. do that in a heartbeat. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um you grew up, uh, your folks were recovered alcoholics? 34 years recovering drug addicts and alcoholics. Okay. Wow. All right. So as a, as a young kid, you grew up play, you know, hanging around 12-step meetings? Yes. My, my feet didn't even touch the floor, Nate. Yeah. I was <laughs> just sitting in there. Yeah, right, right. Uh, how, at what age did you become a Christian? I remember that really vividly, and it's strange to me. Four years old, driving home from the grocery store with my mom, internally, mm-hmm. I felt it. <laughs> and yeah. God said, you need me. Yeah. And so I said the only language I knew how to say to my mom in that moment, can I ask Jesus into my heart? That's the language we yeah. spoke. Mm-hmm. And so she proceeded to talk about sin and <laughs> and whatever. I don't even remember. Yeah. We prayed, and I just remember the intense emotional feeling um that i could only express with the words i'm going to heaven this was the language i had yeah yeah but it just it was a lot of peace um and that started at four and so uh i'm thankful you know my parents are 34 years recovering drug drug addicts and alcoholics i'm 32 right wow and so two years before they found christ two years before i was born and they got clean um and they got sober Mm. And so, yes, they're they're the greatest people in the universe. I love them so much. I'm so grateful for them. We I did grow up with some of the effects uh-huh. of a of a of a dry home right. that has all of the dysfunction of alcoholism and drug addiction at times. Yeah, don't hold that against them. That's right. just what it was. Yeah, right. Um, sure. But I'm thankful for for that. So yeah, four years old, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And obviously, uh, since you're four years old, you've lived then a, a sinless life. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Right? yeah, yep. And I've and the main thing I've tried to do is tell people that <laughs> as, a, as abrasively and bluntly as possible. So, well, yeah. actually, I spent a lot of years actually telling people that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trying to appear uh, saintly. Did you ever do that? Did you ever go through that uh, bright and shiny stage, or not? Absolutely, I did. Um, I'm thankful for my parents because they allow me to share uh, incredibly vulnerably mm-hmm. about growing up. And mm-hmm. they 
don't feel shamed because we are on the other side of so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With our family. Uh, one of my very first memories is of my mom uh, pulling my cousin's hair who lived with us uh-huh. at the time and screaming at him while he was laughing and my dad standing in the kitchen of our little trailer in Fairfield, Idaho, saying, stop it, stop it, stop it, and me just watching and thinking, I can't do anything wrong mm-hmm. or else this is over. Yeah. And so I was the perfect child. Mm-hmm. We would go to AA meetings, and if someone was allowed to sit in the middle of the circle and roll the chair around and say whatever they wanted to anyone, which I, they don't really allow in AA anymore. Right. For a time, they used to allow that. Hmm. Whenever someone would come to me, I would hear how perfect that was. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And how I never did anything wrong. Yeah. And so <laughs> that did not make me prideful. Mm-hmm. That made me terrified. Right. That made me terrified to make a mistake. And uh, that has been the majority of my life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the majority of my life. Terrified to not be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you say that that's that's been a thing for you for the majority of your life. Yes. Talk about how you overcame chronic perfectionism. Um, or how you are overcoming chronic yeah, perfectionism. You, to me, you can't say how you overcame it. Right. Yeah. Because it's like drowning. You are a drowning man grasping for anyone you can, and you're pulling them under with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in glimpses. Yeah. It comes when I am in the Word, and that seed gets in there and I don't know what it's doing, but I'm trusting that it's doing something. And then all of a sudden I, I find myself thinking in a way that seems similar to a way that God would think about me. Mm-hmm. The best analogy that I can use is um, the, the prodigal son is returning to the father and he's creating a narrative to tell his father, I don't deserve to be your son. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be less than a servant. This is my narrative. His father has a completely different narrative, and they have to somehow bring those together so that <laughs> they can have relationship. And so when you're striving for perfection, you're, you're not... When you're striving for, for, for perfection, you're striving to be like God. Mm-hmm. You're striving to... Um, not make any mistakes because you believe that any mistake that you make, the universe hinges on that. The universe hinges on your choices. All relationships hinge on your choices. If my wife comes home and says, you forgot to vacuum the living room, yeah. all of a sudden our marriage is in turmoil mm-hmm. in, in my insides. And um, I've strived for that perfection. The flip side of that is when you believe the universe hinges on that, you will wallow mm-hmm. in that shame that you feel. Yeah. I am so screwed up and I will not make it. So the glimpses of overcoming that for me yeah. are walking a tightrope in the middle of that. And that tightrope is the truth that I am composed of dirt and water and electrical impulses. Mm-hmm. I am not God. Mm-hmm. But yet God has breathed his life into me. Mm-hmm. 
and so I am not shamed. Mm-hmm. And that's a narrow road. Yeah. It is a very, very, very narrow road. Yeah, yeah. And to stand on that narrow road is to stand under an umbrella of grace mm-hmm. that's far deeper than anything we could ever, ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and that's my learning curve. Yeah. That's my learning curve. And as much as I talk about grace and preach about grace and share about grace and people even say to me, you're so much a grace guy, you need to be more of a truth guy or you need to find that balance. My response is we haven't even scratched the surface yeah. of God's grace. Yeah. We haven't even scratched the surface of it. Yeah. And so our, our biggest, my biggest struggle is not to be perfect anymore. Yeah. My greatest struggle is to stand up under God's grace. Yeah. And to learn what that is like to to receive love from a father who really loves me and doesn't demand a transaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where addiction can actually be a blessing. You know, I was talking on the phone today or this this week with a guy who was, you know, he called after a rough day and he'd made some stupid choices and they'd just beaten the crap out of himself. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole thing. And I said, man, you know, you know what the cool thing about today is? Today, you get to really appreciate the fact that you're a Christian. Hmm. You really get to be a Christian today. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the first time uh, I, I saw what you were writing, uh, it was under, uh, it was uh, I think the title was Like a Kiss. Is that what you were calling it? I was then? calling it Like a Kiss on the Lips. Like a Kiss on the Lips. Proverbs. It yeah, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. An Honest Answer is Like, like a, a Kiss, kiss on, on the Lips. lips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how did that, uh, the title of the book now is Uncovered. Uncovered the truth about honesty and community. The publisher thought it sounded like a dating book. Oh, okay. like a kiss on the lips. Yeah, and I yeah. was ready to fight. And then they said, it sounds like a dating book. And then I said, you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. call. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the like a kiss yeah, on the yeah, lips yeah. part. Yeah. <sighs> you know, first John is, is my, is a crucial verse for my life. I don't like to proof text, mm-hmm. but when I read this this passage in First John chapter one, it just rocked everything about me. If we walk in the light, mm-hmm. as He is in the light, mm-hmm. we have fellowship. And it's a podcast, so you can't see my hands, <laughs> but I'm clasping them together. Mm-hmm. We have intimacy with one another. Yeah, and the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. I used to think that verse meant. Walk in the light, not in darkness. Don't sin. Yeah, yeah. And oh my gosh, I would try to not masturbate for a month before church camp. Yeah, right. So that I could go to church right. camp and the first night I could raise my hands without having to wade through 50 worship songs before I felt like I could worship yeah. God. Right. And so when I finally realized through the revelation of the grace of God mm-hmm. that walking in the light is about living transparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized, man, this is about fellowship with people. Yeah. And when I get into intimate relationships with people and I can be transparent, they can hold me up and uh, they can they can lift me up. And then I can realize the truth that's existed since the beginning of time right. that the blood of Christ purifies me yeah. from from everything. That that came to reality, that epiphany came with the following verses that say very simply, if anyone says they're without sin, they're a liar. Yeah. And if anyone says they haven't sinned, they make God out to be a liar. 
and his word has no place in their lives. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Yeah. So I can stop the language of um, I haven't I haven't sinned, I haven't looked at pornography, I haven't done this for this extended period of time, so now I can go shame my other brothers and yeah. say, I'm mm. free, I haven't sinned. Right. And yeah, so yeah. here's how you do it, man. You, yeah. you leave your dorm room door open, you play worship music, <laughs> you put your Bible on your pillow, yeah. you just you know start screaming Jesus' name when all that happens, and, and you know... They'll, yeah. People just reciprocate all of that, and we're, then we're liars. Yeah. And the reality that hit me hard was God's Word yeah. has no place in my life if I'm not transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And transparency is that, is that tightrope. And it is, like I said earlier, it's yeah. a narrow, narrow yeah. road. It, but, it, but that kind of transparency is absolutely essential to real fellowship. It strikes me when I look back over my life in those years when I was bright and shiny and doing my very best to, to project this you know, attitude of having it all together. I didn't have close relationships. Mm. I thought I was inspiring people. I was intimidating people. I was always keeping people at arm's length. And I couldn't let them too close because I was aware of my own sin. Yeah. And, and, right. Right? right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing to me how many people want to be friends with a screwed up guy. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, right? Man. The you Me like... Too complex. Exactly. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. I, uh, so yeah. yeah, so I have conversations. People tell me stuff they would never tell me before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? Right. Only because yeah. uh, maybe I'm the safest guy they know. Yep. And life is so much richer, isn't it, than what yeah. we get past that sanctified handshake, the God bless your brother bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Actually, the publisher did not let me use the word bullshit. I, uh, I went through the, the same book. thing with mine. I had to de yeah. my book before. <laughs> it was the best word. Like, yeah, it was the most appropriate word. Absolute best word. Had to take it out. So. Yeah. yeah, I had to do the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, to talk... I, I, I have not read the book. I've glanced through it. I'm offended. Read, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not but like I, I read, I read through it, and the sense that I got um, is that the book's intended to be read in community. Yes. Um, there's yeah, there's questions that, yeah. at mm-hmm. the at the end, like talk about that this with your friends. Like you guys should reflect on this. Right. It, is that it? Sounds like that's right. Right. That the book is about coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that a little bit. Why why why'd you decide to do that with the book? Two reasons. Uh, one, there are two different generations of people clashing in church right now that um, are sitting in the sanctuary for mm-hmm. the most part. And one is a postmodern era. They want to ask a lot of questions. And the other one is the modern thinkers, and they want answers. Mm-hmm. And so in the editing process, one editor was like, you're not giving me any answers. You're not telling me how to overcome sin. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I heard. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not, are, are you reading it? Because, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to tell you how to overcome sin. So I added those questions for the sake of bringing different people together so that they can talk about those ideas in small groups or, or you know, <laughs> what people would say are accountability groups or just just groups that would hopefully build transparency because church small groups have what what they've done i'm going to try to say this not cynically uh, we, don't bother okay well <laughs> we have say it honestly. we have <laughs> we have given people permission to be therapists who have no credentials whatsoever right 
to be therapists. And so we walk into these groups and we just give each other answers. And so we just shame <laughs> the crap out of each other. Yeah. And we pose and we learn to pose and we become, you know, the, the, the analogy in Genesis is sowing, hiding, and blaming. Yeah. We become the best coverers. We become the best hiders. We become the best blamers all for the sake of self-protection. And, mm. and we start this, at least I'm not, yeah. you know, language. Yeah. at least I'm not as bad as him. At least I'm not having him. At least, if I'm looking at yeah. porn, at least yeah. I'm not addicted. If I'm right. addicted, at least I'm not having sex. If I'm having right. sex, at least I'm not gay. If I'm gay, at least I'm not a pedophile. It just goes back and back and back and back and back. And then it just gets, it just gets nuts. And it just, we can change that in community if we live in the light. Yeah. So, right. If I'm, <laughs> if you're going to write a book about living in the light and not provide people with a vehicle to live in the light, I think uh, we, we've just created a cognition and not an apprehension. We want, hmm. I want people to grab it. I want them to grab it, hug it, yeah. embrace it, feel it, and say, me too. Yeah. You, just, you just explained to me why I don't like small groups. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, and beca yeah. because, it, because of that. And yeah. be I consider this my small group. Mm -hmm. like, I, and I, it I, is. I want... My church small group, whatever you want to call it, to be like this, and yeah. I can't find it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah. why I don't yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, dude, you hit it on the head, man. That, yeah. That. Oh my gosh. That's I also dislike small groups. Yeah. And the reason for that is is exactly what you just said. Well, it, it seems like, and tell me if you agree. It seems like the the purpose that the leaders, you know, they they have their reason for putting small groups together. Okay, we, it's for yeah, yeah, we trying to build relationships. Build, like, yeah, but, but we adopt a model, right? But it, it actually, like as you just so describe it, it, it it does the flip. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And I never could really articulate it. I mean, that's that that just enlightened me, dude. Do you I know how many guys I talk to? You know, who finally hit the hit the wall with their addiction. And then somebody says, well, I know a guy who's like messed up. He might be able to help you. And so they come to me, right? <laughs> Do you know how many of those guys have been in small groups for years? Some of them have been in therapy groups for years. Leading, yeah. leading, leading groups. Leading yeah. groups. Yes, and right. never yeah. said it because yeah. it wasn't safe. And then they beat the crap out of themselves right. for having not done it, but that they didn't break the paradigm. And it's really not their fault. The paradigm blows. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100% the structure... The structure of it all is is a structure of performance-based mm -hmm. Christianity, shame-based Christianity, and we all live in that cycle of I sin, I feel really bad, I make a plan, I try really hard, I give up, I sin, I feel really bad, I make a better plan, I try really hard, <laughs> I give up, I sin. sin. <laughs> and, and in those moments, in those moments of the trying really hard and making a better plan, that's when we're the most prideful. We think we're the most confident. That's when we're the most prideful, and that's when we start to preach. That's when we lead our small groups, and that's when we tell people to do the things that we're doing, and then we hide the p other part. Mm -hmm. And when we hide that other part, what we do is we create a gospel mm -hmm. that is a lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a friend of mine is kind sad. of... Yeah, a friend of mine's um, a Christian and, and 
kind of walked away for a little while and he was telling me, I just, I got to get back into church, you know, and I was, I got to read my Bible more and everything. And I was like, no, you don't, you don't have to go to church at all. Like I was like, <laughs> you need community and honest people. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's what you need. You don't need church. You don't need to go for an hour a week. That doesn't matter. Who cares? Right. It's not going to do anything for mm-hmm. you. It's like, you need honest guys that you can talk to and you need mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the true authenticity of the gospel. You kind of like need the church. Mm-hmm. Rather than church, the people, right. man. Yeah. The people. Yeah. That's right. I'm. Yeah. It's not a building. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're saying some radical, scary stuff here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shaking. Man. That's right. Yeah, shaking in it. our boots. And this is yeah. where it should be said on the Pirate Monk podcast. Yeah. Uh, how are we looking on time? Yeah, we got a little more time, man. Oh, yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah, Super. Because I don't want this conversation to stop. No, I don't either. We, yeah. we're good, man. We got about another ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Am I am I talking too long? No, no, you're, you're, no. you're you're killing it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. trying to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you better be afraid right now. <laughs> right. Don't mess it up. Right. Yeah. Give a prescription. Give a prescription. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, talk talk about this uh, inner reluctance we have. I think it's got to be fear based. Uh, to be transparent, just the just that instinct, that urge to shade the truth, to, to if not in the shadows, at least in the shade, to just kind of. I still feel that. I feel that every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel an, there is a voice in my head that still says, you know, you have an obligation as a guy in recovery, or people are looking to 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 as a leader in recovery, to to be as and appear as successful in recovery as possible. Hmm. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So uh, you people will get disheartened if you talk about a slip. Mm. Yeah. And I found that the opposite is true. Every time I talk about a slip, people are encouraged. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Every time I get yeah. told to not speak in absolutes. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I do. <laughs> but every time. Yeah. 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 Every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. The inner reluctance for me is if I take my heart out of my chest and I put it on the table in front of you, are you going to stomp on it mm-hmm. or are you going to receive me? Yeah. And what we need are champions. What the church needs is champions because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get stomped on. Mm-hmm. You're going to take your heart out. You're going to share. And then people are going to breathe a sigh of relief because they don't they don't have to share right um, and they'll begin to give you prescriptive answers because it's their turn to be a therapist in the small group but there's going to be somebody in that group there's going to be somebody in that group who after it's over they're going to come to you mm-hmm. they're going to say here's what I want to share mm-hmm. with you and if 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 you can't take that risk and you can't live in the light so many of us have 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 sampled it mm-hmm. It's like the word says, if you if you sample the light, you try it one time. <laughs> yeah. and I've, I've been honest with so many people in my search, and they have burned me. Mm-hmm. They have just burned me and burned me and burned me until you stumble across pockets of people who are, as AA would say, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. And I remember the day I found the blue book. In a college professor's um, library. For those of you who don't know what the blue book is, it is yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous Stories. Yeah. Chapter 5, How It Works. I read it. I drove home. 
six hours. And I was like, Mom, you got to hear this. I started reading it to her. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And she started quoting. Quoting Yeah. Yeah. The chapter, the whole first part of the chapter. And it is rarely have we seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not succeed are those who are constitutionally incapable of being honest honest with with themselves. And, and we are, we're not cynically fighting the man when, when we deal with the fakeness that is in church, mm-hmm. where I learn to be super Christian and where I learn to put on a smiley face. What we do when we become transparent and when we take that risk and when we step out into those groups of people is we give other people the freedom to do that. And that's why it's a risk because yeah. not everyone is going to come running up because yeah. people have learned a way of living mm. and we are afraid of that. So when you say that, yeah. that nervousness to do that, mm-hmm. there's always, there's always going to be that. There's yeah. always going to be that potential for that. But, yeah. the, but the potential of freedom is yeah. greater. And when I look at what Jesus did, that's what mm. he did. Mm. He put himself completely out there. Yeah. Most everybody rejected him. Right. And a few people said, oh, yeah, I can be vulnerable with him too. Yeah. And then the world was changed. Yeah. And so listening to you guys model these, these many meetings, listening to you guys share, knowing there's people out there who are saying, how do I do it? How do I find the right yeah. people? Yeah. How do I step and take that risk? That's where it's at because we need champions in churches in North America so yeah. that the church mm-hmm. can be a safe place where everyone can belong, everybody can get their their crap out, and then it can just be put at Jesus' feet. Yeah. No prescriptions. Right. Yeah. No prescriptions. Yeah. Too much prescriptions make you sick. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. much medicine makes you sick, mm-hmm. and you start yeah. switching it until you're a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what's interesting, um, at least in my area of Michigan, where I'm from, so about, well, how far is it from Detroit area? About five hours, five opposite five. side of the state. Yeah, right, right. So, okay. Two and a half hours. It's about, yeah, it's not that Two far. Chicago's hours. like three, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, 120 yeah. miles away. Okay, yeah. something like that. So, how dare you correct me? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an awkward uh, ride uh, home. You got to know our friendship. <laughs> I know. How but, dare you correct me? I wrote a book. I know. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, give my train of thought, man. I'm sorry. About <laughs> no, that. you're good, man. Um, but, but, but I find that um, I feel like, at least in my circles in Michigan, that I'm an oddball uh, when it comes to uh, relationships and transparency, vulnerability. Uh, I feel like I'm forced to put on the old me mm-hmm. when I go there because I feel like I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you have those you know conversations. So what's you know what's you know the community like down there, like what's your world like? And I start talking about it and I get just like 20% in. I see the countenance change a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> right. yeah. That's good. Well, good, good. Bless. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, what the hell was that? Like, yeah. I thought, we, so I, I, I clam up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I clam up and it feels safer to, well, they're like that. It's probably easier for me to be like them. Yeah, and yeah. to be what I am when I'm everywhere else. So, I yeah. mean, because you said your pastor is is would sit here right with us, the people in your community, right from what you mentioned. So, what is that like in your community in Kalamazoo? Because I know that's not the norm 
especially right. in the Midwest. Right. So what is that like for you and your church community and your friends and all that? What was what that? Do you ever feel like the need to clam up or to, because of the community? Are you guys that different? I mean, how does that work up there? I, uh, I, okay, let me think of how to say this because churches as a whole are very, very fake. Yeah. We just know that. Yeah. We are trying in our community to not be fake. Mm-hmm. And so from the stage, we talk about pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. We talk about where we're at. If we don't talk about where we're at, then we have <laughs> the word has no place in our lives. We have yeah. no business sharing the word of God if we're not going to be transparent. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And so that's that's the principle. Yeah. And that's a principle in the word that a lot of people don't get and a lot of preachers don't get. Yeah. And it doesn't it it doesn't make me as cynical as it used to anymore. It just makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me sad that someone would get up and give a prescriptive sermon mm-hmm. about how to not sin mm-hmm. and shame everybody yeah. and motivate everybody mm-hmm. as opposed to talking about the gospel. Yeah. Because all the gospel is is <laughs> Jesus taking it all. He took yeah. it all. Right. Yeah. Right. And so people People, when they come to our community, I think Brian can resonate with this. We spent a lot of time talking about things. You know, one of the first times he came to me and started sharing his stuff, my response was, me too. Yeah. Here we are. We're in this together. Yeah. And so um, I think it's philo- some of it's philosophy and mm-hmm. vision casting of we... The river wants to be a place where people can belong first, yeah. and then believe, and then become followers mm-hmm. of Christ. But there's wait, that. say what? Stop. Say yes. that part again. That they can do Bel- what first? Belong first, and then 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 believe in Jesus, and then and then become followers of Christ. Imagine it. That that that's what we want. <laughs> but the foundation, wait the foundation of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait a second. Well, it's, it's so it's so easy to flip that. Believe <laughs> yeah. first, and then you belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Belong first, right? Yeah, like you already belong, belong when you come into the church. Yeah. And, so, and I fought tooth and, and nail with believe. Rod against the whole grace thing for so long. And no, yeah. I have to tell you how bad I am. You need to know this. You know. And you really tried to so. make us not friends. <laughs> if you know everything about me, you won't want to be my friend. You know. And I mean, but uh, no, I mean, our our pastor got up a month ago and talked about how angry he was at his wife over Valentine's Day, and and yeah. then told about how what happened. Well, they went to another couple, and they you know, talked it over together. I mean, he would, because of community, they were able to even become stronger. And he's like, we had an awesome Valentine's day, just not on Valentine's day, (laughs) you know, later, but he comes from transparent. I mean, he started the church eight or 10 years ago, wanting to be transparent. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so everybody that comes knows they're already accepted. And he openly talks about anything with us. And so that's why it's safe for everyone there. And I mean, it isn't that refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Like our our pastor at our church, I guess it's probably been a couple of years ago now. I mean, said something like about like that morning on their way to church. Yeah. Like he and his wife had gotten in an argument, like getting ready for church and he's going to preach. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, then it's not just me that does that. Yeah. You know, that's okay. My pastor is safe. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. When I think about... We, we have these conversations about the church and what needs to change in the church oftentimes. And what I see Jesus doing with the church is going in and kicking everyone out. 
He's kicking everyone out who thinks they belong, and then immediately after, you guys know the story, he goes and he builds a whip, so he has time to think about it, you know. He comes back to this church, he kicks everybody out, and the next verse says, and then people start coming to him and are getting healed, which means he created a a change in in the culture shift. He kicked everyone out that wasn't allowing people to belong, and then all of a sudden... This place where only the clean could be, the unclean had flooded, and now he's healing them. That's how Jesus does it. But when he he, he just he just does that, and we we don't necessarily do that within our church cultures. But Jesus dealt mostly with the person and the heart. And so the thing that I want to communicate to people is that the greater risk yields the greater reward. Mm-hmm. It also has potential for hurt, but the greater risk yeah. is the greater reward. And it's a promise. Not if you try walking in the light one time. Mm-hmm. If you walk in the light, if you live in it, if you do not stop, you will find fellowship. Mm-hmm. You will find true fellowship like you guys have found yeah. and like you're hoping for men and women right. around the nation and around the world to find because it's the gospel. If you live in it, you will find it. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. true. You guys yeah. found it. Yeah. But there wasn't not hurt along the way there's not rejection mm-hmm. it, it, there is rejection along the way but yeah. if you live in it you will find it you will have that fellowship and you will realize the truth that the blood of Jesus purifies you from all sin and that realization yeah. and you didn't give up you saw a lot of guys along the way have seen drop off the face yeah. try it for a little yeah. bit and yeah. it's just too hard to camp but yeah. if you don't give up like you guys didn't it's then you find the community well, there it is. There it is. An encouragement to everybody listening to today's podcast. Mm-hmm. When we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. And the blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sin. My hope is that today you'll be able to walk in a greater transparency than you were able to yesterday. And I do know that if you do that, you'll find the fellowship you need. You will strengthen your brothers. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that wraps it up for this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for thank making you. Yeah, the drive if, down. Thank you. If folks want to find the book, how do they find the oh, book? Oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. How yeah. do folks find you? Uh, Rod Tucker. It's on Amazon. or it's in, it, The best place to order is online. You don't need to drive to Michigan oh, okay. <laughs> to Grand sure. Rapids to Kriegel Publications to <laughs> yeah. find it. But just jump online and type Rod Tucker or Uncovered the Truth About Honesty and community and pull that okay. into a small group. Rod Tucker uncovered isn't going to lead me to a bad place. Right, right. I do have one other publication. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have any other uncovered titles. Okay, so, good. Yeah. good. All right. <laughs> yeah. cool. Super. Thanks, guys. And uh, that wraps it for another week. Yeah. We'll be back next week with, with another guest here on the Pirate Moment Podcast. The best of me, like getting chewed up was my destiny. And maybe somewhere underneath the mess that I've made of myself, there's a good man. Maybe there's a good man. Maybe somewhere underneath the crap that I've got on my back, there's a good man.